Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980. Just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to The Other Side with BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. You're now tuned into The Other Side, The Other Side of Sports. OSS 980. I'm your host, Laws. We got, maybe it's the rain, y'all, but we got me yeah. and Aaron in the building. No Jeff, yeah. no D, no Shaq, no Tasha. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but we got a lot of stuff on tap for the show today. Um, That's right. You already know. For starters, dog, can you just give me the rundown? How did Floyd and 50 get the beefing like this, huh? Oh, what started it, huh? I don't even think it's real beef, but you know 50 always trolling on the internet and always like picking on Floyd, especially when it comes to dude, like his his females moving on with other dudes. And I guess Floyd got tired of it. <laughs> now they going back and forth on IG. No, the Bama 50 is taking low blows. Yeah. No, the, the most recent one, and this is after... I guess the post with Floyd had a bunch of rats surrounding 50, looking like it. <laughs> it, it, it just, it just gone downhill from there. Like, but, but Floyd, I mean, uh, 50 came out and, and insinuated that Floyd basically slept with his good friend's wife and they committed suicide together. And then, like, is it just too much, dog? Like, come on, is there any kind of code? For one, if somebody was ever your man, you don't all of a sudden, if you get mad at him, just start spewing stuff that's supposed to be, uh, like, between y'all. You know what I mean? Just because you're mad all of a sudden, that's like, I don't want to say, like, put it on females, but that's just not something I feel like a man should do, for one. And if for two, these is is too old to be going back and forth on the internet, you can tell it's older dudes because they don't have any of the, like, wit or like clever ability most <laughs> these youngins have that came up in the internet age. So they just throwing like low blow after low blow. It's just, it's bad though. And, and, and it's only, and, and clearly 50 is like one of them type of dudes who just won't stop. Like he just gonna keep going and keep going. And I, I mean, it ain't like they can settle it in the ring with the gloves because cl- clearly <laughs> Floyd gonna win that one, but it's just bad, dog. It's oh, they're gonna be friends in like six months. They're gonna be fine. That's why I'm like, why are y'all you even think? going through all this, though? They they've been through this kind of stuff before. Oh, but this this is Lord. This is bad, though. I think the the and I know a while back when uh when they were tight and you know he and Floyd and and Fifty was running together tight and it seemed like I guess. 50 and Floyd were like going to partnership in some business ventures and then then 50 was you know looking forward to that and it looked like Floyd like pulled out of that situation Can't and then it. it just seemed like since that time they just never been able to get on equal footing and and I just don't know 
What's the end game, yeah? You can't take two dudes who used to be in basically like a god in their circles and then put them together and expect one to establish like a hierarchy where one's kind of like the alpha and one's not. It's just not going to work, though. Like, neither one of them is going back down. They're not clever. They're not witty. So it's just going to be like a debacle until either somebody get hurt or they make up. So do you think it'll come to that? I don't think either one of them will get hurt, but I think it's a possibility, as usual, where somebody in the vicinity of one of them ends up getting hurt. That's the sad part. It's going to be somebody that ain't got really nothing to do with. It's crazy, y'all. It's crazy. Uh, On our question for the day, I'm going to try not to Floyd it today. Speaking of Floyd, I'm going to read it. My mouth is getting better. Because, uh, you know, I, like two weeks ago, that piece of sauce got me. Young dog, I really should have sued them bad, but seriously, no, no lie. I'm still dealing with the after effects. I had to go to urgent care and everything, dog, get medication and everything to get this job. So uh, uh, our question of the day comes in and says, I live with two guy friends for about two and a half years. They're my best friends in the world. And although we argue and fight sometimes, they're still my family. We've supported each other through everything from broken hearts to getting fired to loss of a parent. When I first moved in with them, I was very cautious about my dress but sharing, and about sharing one bathroom. That quickly changed. I don't prance around or hang around naked or anything, but if I'm chilling out on the couch or something, I may just be in underwear and a tank top or shirt. What? And they've seen me naked and I've seen them in all their naked glory and it's no big deal anymore. Recently, I started dating a cool guy. We get along really well, and I see a future for us, but he is so uptight about my living arrangement. He was upset at me after a night of fun when I excused myself and slipped across the hall to the bathroom naked. It was 2 a.m. and it was dark. I was in my room and I was I was in my birthday suit. One of my roommates happened to catch me on the way back to my bed and after a quick good night to him, all hell broke loose. My boyfriend was so pissed that my roommate saw me naked. I tried to explain the situation, but he's still so mad, telling me I should have more respect for myself. I mean, really? I don't have a problem being seen naked in my home. My roommates don't have a problem. Why should my new boyfriend? Can you give me some advice? Don't ask me a dumb question you don't answer to. I mean, we go over this week after week. It doesn't matter what the gender is, insecurity, it's going to be an issue every single time, and that's what it sounds like. He sounds like he's already kind of feeling away because you're living in a place with two dudes, and that was just maybe an opportunity for him to kind of shine light on it. I mean, if he's not willing to make up for the difference, I guess, in what the other roommates is paying in your rent, then he got to get over. I did not have the money, okay? Did you hear me? And we ain't trying to put that bread up, huh? Right. He, gotta get he don't got no say. It's not like she moved in there after they was together. Like, you know what I mean? You knew she lived with two dudes. You got to get over yourself. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree, though. Like, if you come into a situation, you know she lived with two dudes. I mean, if you live with somebody, it's likely you're going to see them exposed. You know what I'm saying? Point, At some point, just it may be, you know... I'm not saying it's a common occurrence, but it's just if you live with somebody, it just it just might end up happening, yeah. So Damn, if she been living with these dudes for two years and nobody hit it yet, it's probably not gonna happen though. That's right, you already know. Two years is a long yeah. time. 
Yeah, it, it'd be different if she, you know, you came in a situation and she's living with two dudes and maybe one of the dudes she had a prior relationship right. with and then he, she's still living with him. And, and then, I play with you him. know, I, I, th- I can see how that could be problematic. But clearly, you know, the fact that you are her boyfriend, she bringing you to the house and stuff like that, to me, that, that seems as though, like, that situation is comfortable. Uh, otherwise, if it was like any kind of tension or funny, but I don't think that she would just be feel comfortable just bringing you to the house in a, in a situation where there was like, you know, tension between you and your roommates. So I, I have to agree with, with Aaron on this one. I think that there's some insecurities there uh, in, 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 in the dude. And it probably is only going to just escalate more and more um, in that situation. So, I mean, it really ain't no... I mean, you can have a conversation with them, but usually when it when it comes to like insecurities, that's not something like a conversation is going to fix. Like counseling. <laughs> yeah, counseling. I mean, it, it's a new situation. Get another dude, dog. That's just, that's just it Don't take my baby, okay? Because yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's only going to get it's only going to get worse. No, it's only going to get worse. I mean, it seems like you're comfortable at home, and so you won't even be able to be comfortable in your own home because. You're going to be sitting, chilling on the couch and the tank top and some shorts, and then he's going to be like, nah, I'm going to need you to go in the room, put on a bathrobe or EB, Eddie Bauer coat, you know what I'm saying, and cover up. Like, just, just going to be a fail. Just going to be a fail. So, yeah, might want to keep it moving. Uh, oh, Insecure, no Lawrence, huh? They kicked my man Lawrence off the show? He lying. He's lying. He lying. Oh my God. After he got him a new youngin, and then he was just, so now this is how they repay my man Lawrence and, and boot him off the show? And so what was the what was the rationale around them? I mean, they, they're saying that, this is the quote from one of the producers, but you never see the exes again, and it's okay. You gotta explore life without Lawrence. What? Except for, except for when you're getting smashed by the ex in the studio and you got a boyfriend. No! I guess that's the only time you see that. <laughs> she saw that battle oh, everywhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I feel what, like what do you think? People watch the show for Lawrence as they did for her. That's what I'm saying. I, I just don't know here uh, if this is a good look for Issa Rae. Just you know, and people are hundred percent about the story. I hope that's just what it is, and it's nothing else. That's all I'm gonna say about it. I just hope it's about the story, though. When you say about the story, what do you what do you mean? Like, I hope it's nothing else other than this is the direction. A hundred percent, I guess that they had lined up as far as the storyline. Like it's not issues so, with jealousy or um, response to the show in reference to Lawrence mm-hmm. and her and some of the stuff that they. Because a lot of times when these people write these things, they kind of have it in their mind where people will take it or what they'll take from it. And sometimes if it doesn't go the way, you know what I mean, that they mm-hmm. kind of want you to receive it, then there starts to be issues and jealousy and stuff like that. I just hope that's not the reason all of a sudden he's not going to be on the show. Yeah. I mean, he was a good actor. And like you said, he, he had had a, a, a sizable 
um, part in the show. And, you know, he, he, to a large degree, represented, like, the men for a show that's, you know, centralized around a, a, a woman. And so, you know, he was like the, you know, I don't say not the antagonist in the storyline, but, you know, he, he represented a demographic of, of black men in the storyline, uh, and they could, they could utilize that to focus on different, you know, uh, stories and narratives with him in the show and, and removing him, you know, I think is... Uh, it's just a little confusing to me because just how much of a of an integral part he was to the storyline and just Issa Rae like and how she just managed all her relationships and stuff with him in the backdrop I just don't know if like with that gone away how, how do you fill in those gaps you know what I'm saying because it ain't like the Batman like died of cancer or something like that like he still I, I don't know how they're going to tie that loose end up yeah uh, I, I mean, I, I'd be curious. It kind of seems like this is like a this is my show, not our show kind of thing, where it's like uh, you're going you know I mean? to follow Issa, not because it, it almost seemed like it was a 50 50 thing where it felt like it was a like one of those sitcoms or something where there's a cast and then it's just following everybody's story. You know what I mean? This might be a way mm-hmm. to kind of redirect it, like, no, this is we're going to follow this path or whatever. Because for me and for a lot of people, I feel like Lawrence was a kind of a way to allow us to get interested into the show. Yeah. Because without him, mm. it was just some Joe Blow who was her boyfriend and then what happened happened and then they just navigated around. I don't think I would have stayed um, as interested nah, Bob. as I feel like I did. Like I was looking forward and watching as soon as it came out every night. I just don't like when you remove that element from the story, um, I just be interested to see how um, you know what I mean? They keep keep us kind of intrigued. People who aren't like head over heels um, following the, you know what I mean? Issa's necessary story. Yeah, so I, I think it premieres, what, next month? Uh, next month? Yeah, but it, it's coming back soon. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, though. It's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, we'll be able to tell right away if the, if, if, they're able to sustain the success that the show had last year because I mean it was a it was a hot topic, hot talking points. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to, to see if they can they can sustain. Just you'll see if Lawrence come back, you'll know it went the way that they had. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe 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 he hit him. Maybe he hit him with the yeah. I'm gonna need a bigger check because you right, know you already know. Yeah, they were like nah. That's- that's what I mean by like just I hope it's just hundred percent plot and storyline. It's none of that outside, you know what I mean, like foolishness. And so I mean, we gonna see. We gonna see. Uh on to some sports. Mello was in the gym working out, shooting jumpers, cooking Brandon, Brandon Jennings. I mean, I know he's a nobody, but does, does, does Melo got anything left in the tank, Young? Or is him signing with the Rockets that a good move, bad move? Or you He's indifferent? always been certified on offense when it's just him with the ball in his hands. That's the gift and the curse, though, though. He's, there's never been a time where I felt like, oh, Melo can't score. I don't think anybody's ever said that. He's not going to play deep. He's not really going to rebound. He's going to hold the ball. He's going to take bad shots. 
I think that's what the <laughs> issue's always been. No, you just trash, big fella. So does he he playing with the Rockets? Does that make him a better team, a worse team? Do they not like you know? That's what, that's what everybody else does. Hold the ball on the team. I just don't know how many possessions and you know what I mean. Like it's one basketball. I don't know how they're going to make that work with another uh, black hole on the team. But um, I guess we'll see. So you don't think you don't think Melo at this point his game can change in order to assimilate no, no. to how the Rockets not, play? Not, I mean, he plays exactly how they play, but that's the problem. Is he going to come off the bench and be able to contribute? Like, if he was to come off the bench, I would say it's perfect. But he's already said he's not interested in coming off the bench. And what they had at the three before was somebody who played tough defense, who was a um, catch-and-shoot type of player from three-point line. And that's just not who Melo is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, last offseason, everybody was talking about hooded Melo. And he was, you know, doing a lot of the same things we saw, you know, in, in the video him working out in the gym. And I just, I, I'm skeptical, dog. I'm just not convinced that, you know, that actually translates on the court now, especially with him going to another team. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I feel like the OKC and the Rockets are similar. Um, but I'll say this. I think the Rockets are actually a little better, better of a fit than OKC. Um, because I think that the Rockets don't necessarily need or are looking at Carmelo to be that guy. I thought when he went to KC, I think there were higher expectations for Carmelo to like come in and produce. I, I don't necessarily get that impression with the Rockets um, that that's what they're anticipating or hoping to get from Melo. I mean, I, ho- I know that they think that he's a, he's a bona fide scorer and they can bring scoring. Um, to fill the, the, the shoes for Ariza because um, I think he I, 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 well he doesn't do what Ariza does defensively but as far as scoring is concerned I think that he can score at this a comparable clip um, so I don't know man I don't know I, I, I'm trying to reserve judgment I like Carmelo I mean he's definitely heard, a Hall of Famer have you heard whether or not he's coming off the bench or starting that's what I think the big question is uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, nah, dog. I, I mean, is it is Carmelo the type of guy you can come to and say, "Hey, look, man, we're gonna need you to come off the bench." I mean, it ain't like Greg Popovich telling him to come off the bench. That's I mean, the discussion you had Mike, Dan, Mike, you Mike Dan You think he respect Mike D'Antoni? Like, I, I don't know, dog. I don't think so. It's just tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not winning anything anyway. Who cares? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They're definitely not winning nothing for real. So, um, speaking of another team that's not winning nothing for real, the Washington Wizards had a press conference this week with Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard comes out talking about he's he you know he's looking forward to turning his team around and helping his team win and yo. That's not what the Wizards need. The Wizards ain't sorry. Like they not losers. You ain't coming to the to the uh, <laughs> to the Magic. Yeah, the Knicks or the Magic. You know what I'm saying? You the team has been okay. They just have not been able to get over the hump. They just never been been able to get out of the first round and and and, and really like contend for the Eastern Conference champ, championship. I want winners. Uh, 
does Dwight Howard help them? And I know you wasn't a fan of Dwight Howard. You hated Gortat. But yeah, it's an improvement. Dwight Howard's better than Gortat. Yeah, it's an improvement. So they have to be better. Um, it depends on his health, mainly. Because what they really need is somebody to help protect the rim, at least be able to change shots at the rim so it's not a layup line. And a lot of that will be depending on if he's healthy enough. Is he having those back issues still? Yeah. I, I, I like... I, it's an improvement. I like Dwight it's an improvement. Well, I'll say this. I want to like Dwight Howard. But there's a part of me that's just... It's just skeptical, dog. Because this Batman is... You like him as a person, but as a basketball player, you can't... I don't him. like him as a person either, dog. I think he's a goofy clown-type Batman, dog. Like, he's like one of the Batman's that... You want to throw the basketball at his head, like, just doing dumb stuff, like... Making y'all have to run extra suicides because he's just doing some clown stuff. Like, he's that type of dude to me. And I'm not so, like, convinced that that's out of his system. And as much as I want him to be mature at 32 years old, I I don't know, man. And maybe, and then there's the other side of it, too, that, you know, maybe at this point or this juncture of his career, you know, seeing you know some of his colleagues and people he's been in the league with a long time have been able to 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 have success and, and and win. And it's been a long time since Dwight Howard has gone to the finals. You know, this is the best team that he's had since I believe like those that early Magic team. And that Magic team was not even that great, really. If you if you really want to be honest, it was him that made that team great. And right. you know. Playing with a with a with a point guard like John Wall, having a score like Bradley Bill, you know, two pieces, Otto Porter, who who can fill in. I I think that this is probably the best roster he's been around. And if he had an opportunity to win, this is probably his best opportunity. But I don't I'm not sold that he's ready to take advantage of the opportunity. I just I just don't know. And as much as I wanna like cannot coach like the the uh you know the acquisition of uh, Dwight Howard, I just, I'm just not optimistic, dog. The Wizards have scorned me and let me down so many times that I cannot picture like us having success with Dwight Howard. We're hyping up that big man over there. He thinks he's a stopper. It's not happening. I, I brought him back to reality. I mean, do you, do you see a scenario where they, they actually make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, I think it's possible. I think they're significantly better this year than they were last year. I think Otop was a cancer. I think him being on the court hurt the team offensively and defensively. And I think people are going to see a big improvement from the Wizards, given everybody stays healthy for the most part next year. Um, Boston is going to be crazy next year. So you probably pencil them into the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think anybody else is good enough to where you can automatically pencil them in and say that they automatically... Um, are better than the Wizards, including Toronto with Kawhi. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think they got a chance. So, so I'll say this: one, one, like glimmer of hope that I'm holding on to is that last year Dwight Howard had pretty decent numbers, and he was playing with like a, a Josh Sorry roster for real. Kent Bazemore, to me, he's trash in my book. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Like, these dudes is just, they're not even, to me, they're not even like one B. Was it? 
thought he, he was with Charlotte last year. Nah, he was with, he was with Atlanta last year, though. Okay. And it, and the roster was not like, like super stout, so the fact that he played and did decent with them, like it is a glimmer of hope. Because I feel like our roster is better than Atlanta Hawks roster. And John Wall's never played with a center like this before either. So I'm just anxious to kind of see what, like how that translates to him also improving. Um, I, I think the season better. right around the corner. The season right around the corner, though. It'll be here in no time. We'll be looking. We'll be able to know right away if Dwight Howard is as advertised. Uh, does he improve the team? Is he, you know? And, and not just that. I like the Austin Rivers move. I like the Jeff Green move. I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic. Not that they'll win the whole thing or anything, but that they'll be better than they've been the last two years. I hope so. I hope so. Um, on some football. So there's a lot of stuff going on in football. I mean, we can start with the NFL reneging on their protest uh, situation. They, they, they pulled that back after Miami said that they were going to go ham on any player that protested. I don't know why the league just doesn't. The easy way to solve this is just do like college do and just had a, don't have the players out on the field until after the national anthem. They tried, though, but they already opened that can of worms by paying the military to uh, do the national anthem. So you can't rescind it back now because you look like you're quote-unquote unpatriotic. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. I mean, you got to do something because... The thing to do was to tell Trump to shut the hell up when he first came out of his mouth with the craziness. If they would have separated themselves from that, this wouldn't be an issue anymore. The thing to do would have been to sign Kaepernick and not blackball Alabama from the league. They created this monster for themselves. They're not victims in this. Yeah, you're right. You made Kaepernick a martyr, and now it just is so much steam behind the whole movement. It's like, what can you do? Right. He said he wasn't even going to kneel anymore. This, like, would have been over if he, they would have just signed it, but they can't get out of their own way, though. Yeah. Uh, training camp starts next week. Or this week. Nah, I take that back. It starts this week. It's starting... Uh, tomorrow, some some the rookies already reported. Veterans, I think, report today, tomorrow. I think the 20, 25th, a few teams, and then 26th and 27th for sure. But you know, Hall of Fame game is when next week, next Sunday. Yeah, so we the football is back. Yeah, uh, FIFA uh, World Cup took us all the way through the season. Now we right up on an NFL season start. Uh, Josh Gordon. Tells, tells the NFL that he needs counseling and that, you know, before he, he reports the training camp, he just needed to get get his mind right and his mind clear. You know, it, it, I think it's proactive on Josh Gordon's part to even recognize that he may be in need of, like, services or, you know, and, and he's getting, he's asking yeah. for help. Um, but if you're the Browns' ownership, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, do you deal with this I mean up until this point they've seemed to be very supportive and kind of allowing him the space in order to get his mind cleared they don't have the luxury of turning away any talent whatsoever if you extrapolate the time that he has been on the field he's damn near the best receiver of all time like you've seen him do things that you've seen almost no one other player do 
So that's why they're so invested in hoping that he finally gets it together. He's still relatively young. He's 27. So, and this is not an issue for me at this point. Like he didn't fail a drug test. He didn't get caught, you know what I mean? Doing something he wasn't supposed to do. He said he was getting anxious. And this is when he usually turns to alcohol or drugs. And he wanted to make sure he got um, some extra uh, counseling to make sure that he doesn't like take steps back. I think he should be getting credit for that, not looked at like you know what I mean. Like this is a. I think so too. I think so too. Rated anyway. Yeah, and and I mean, not that I think this is a way to just like kind of bypass some of the training camp because them first couple would be grueling, be trying have Bama's grinding and doing the most. You know what I'm saying? But still, I, I think it's admirable for him to just come out and just say like, "This is what I need," and up until this point, like. You're right. He he hasn't he hasn't faltered. He's he stayed on point. You know, this is this is typically where stuff happens in the offseason and he's essentially gone through an entire offseason, you know, without any issues, without any missed drug tests or, or mishaps with, with the testing. And right. I think, you know, he deserves credit for that. That that shows that he's really intentional about being able to come back and play at a high level and stuff like that. So yeah, get the man what he needs, yeah. Get him the services that he that he's he's asking for. Um, I, I think he could potentially be the biggest comeback story we had since Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? When he came back, played with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if he comes out and has the type of season, I think he's capable of. Um, particularly if the Browns win this year. Like, let's say they hover around 500. I think mm-hmm. that'll be huge. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh. On some contracts, Saquon gets fully guaranteed contract, four-year, $30 million. Then, today, uh, the Rams go ahead and sign their stud running back, Ty Gurley, and give him an extension. Uh, his extension is what? Four years? Four years, 60, 48 guaranteed. Four years, oh, like four years 60, 48 guaranteed. Uh, still haven't signed Aaron Donald, uh, which I, which I'm probably, he probably, <laughs> he probably done traded himself off the, off the, uh, off the Madden already and, and, and looking for other places to go. Cause this is crazy. Then you have, uh, Le'Veon still looking for his contract. You know, do you think if, if the, uh, Steelers would have offered him this, this contract that he would have took it? I don't know. I think he wants more than, than 60. Because, I mean, on these franchise tags, he's going to average out to about 60 over the course of four years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even though they're only going to do it three, but I think he wants something like north of 75. That's tough, though. That's going to be tough. I mean, essentially, what do you call uh, Ty Gurley be getting, what, $15 a year? That making him the highest paid running back in the league. Easy. 48 guarantee. I think that's that's a good deal. And if I was Le'Veon and that, that, well, that wasn't on the table, but you know, he thinks I think he's better that's than, a good start. Um, he thinks he's better than Gurley though, in his mind. But you, do you think he's better than Gurley? It doesn't matter what we think though. He thinks he's better than Gurley. He wants to be paid <laughs> the number one running back in the league. I can't, you can't say that Gurley's better. You can't, you can't argue. No, his right. numbers are stellar. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're right. I, I mean, I think that's a hard one to hard one to, to call. And he's but, playing with man. Todd uh, Todd 
Todd Haley and not uh, Sean McVay. So, yeah, well, Todd Haley's with the Browns now. So, yeah. So, I mean, he put up those numbers Man. with Todd Haley. So, I mean, I don't know. You can't really argue. I can't think of too many running backs you put in that same. Like Adrian Peterson isn't Adrian Peterson anymore. He might have been the only guy that I would have, you know what I mean, said would be better than him in his prime. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, the Batman Le'Veon is the truth. So I, I can't even get mad at him for wanting to be the top paid running back because uh, up to this point, he's been the best running back in football, arguably f- for the past, what, how many years? Five, six years? Nah, not that long. AP fell off for like three years ago. Yeah, I, but I said even when AP was at the top of the top of the game, Le'Veon what? was still right there. Dog, you forget AP that fast? No, I'm not saying I forget AP. AP was the realest. He was the realest. But I'm saying on that Vikings team that made the playoffs, uh, where he was the only talent on that offensive side of the ball. Well, well Adrian Peterson. I mean, that's he's about my almost had what two thousand yards rushing. So single handedly went to Vars Jackson and caught though. No way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was unbelievable. And but, he was a goat till he till his health fell off. Deteriorated, and then he had to. Then he beat his kids, and then yeah. that John hurt him. He was in, he was out the league for a minute. Like, yeah, dog. He had his thing. So I don't know, uh, but um, Saquon's contract four years thirty is that? That's that's pretty uncharacteristic for a rookie to just get, especially a rookie running back to get four years thirty million. Fully guaranteed. I want winners. The, the fully guaranteed part is kind of a fraud because this is a rookie we talk about on the four-year contract. They're going to get all four years. So mm-hmm. you can kind of watch that. Um, a running back making that much on their first contract because that would order before the um, before the girly signing, he, that automatically made him the second highest running back paid running back in the league. Because mm-hmm. after... Le'Veon with the 14 million on the on the uh, tag, the franchise tag. The next highest was Lashawn McCoy at six point something million. So mm-hmm. that would have slotted him in at number two up until the girlie sign. Yeah. So the Giants is getting a steal, but what are they gonna do about Odell? They, they got to figure something out with Odell. They gonna see how he responds to the injury. No. Julio Jones still got three years left on his contract. He's holding out. What does that mean for the for the for the Falcons? It means that bum is gonna look like that bum again. They need Julio to play on that offense. They just paid Matt Ryan. If they want him to be able to live up to that contract, they need Julio Jones on the field. Period. He still has three years left in the contract. The team has come out and said that they'll talk to him and have discussions after this year. Because to talk to him now and renegotiate his contract with three years left will break precedence. And Ooh, I think that, what happens if Julio doesn't play? What Matt Ryan well, like? Well, we we gonna <laughs> well, apparently we're gonna find out because it doesn't look like the team is gonna budge. And even though Atlanta even though Julio has the leverage, and I think that as the season goes on, but you you already know how you already know how this job works, Aaron. He gonna come they before gonna, training camp. They, they gonna they gonna see if they can win without him. They're going to say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to turn some of that salary into bonus money, give it to you up front, and then we'll renegotiate at the end of the year. Something stupid like that, and he's going to end up coming. If I was him, I would sit out a couple regular season games, though, so they can see why um, the Falcons are the Falcons with him on the field. I mean, yeah, if the... 
But you know how it goes. They always want to see. It's like, oh, uh, just like what like Tyrod Taylor last year, they were like, oh, well, we want to see Peterman. <laughs> like you already know they want they want to try it out so uh, yeah they want yeah they're not I, I think that if I was even if I was running the team I would I would definitely try to talk to him but you know you just with three years left and he's he's I mean I get it he's behind I'm like Jarvis Landry contract, and some guy. let's see what the contract he, looks like he behind like Jarvis Landry and some guys on, on that on that step pay scale, and I get it. Yeah, you you feel like you top five, you need to be paid like it. But dog, it's three years left, not one year, not two years, three not two, years, not dog. Three, not four, not five. And you know how business works. Business is like young, yeah, you under contract, and and I'm they had I, I would say he has leverage when it comes to them winning and, and playing, but the team has leverage when it comes to be able to find him checks and and whatever what have you because he's he signed on a dotted line saying that he agreed to the amount of money that they were gonna pay him. But that's the thing. He's 29 years old. I think he wants to get signed before 30 because you know they're gonna come with that. Oh well, you're 30 years old. It's gonna be a oh, huge right. drop off. This is gonna be his last chance to really really cash out. So I think he but understands. So, so that's the th- so that's the thing. What if the team goes like this and they play hardball and they say, all right. We're not paying you, dog. Like, they you don't you sit out, whatever. That's what happened. But, but, okay, and they, and they missed the playoffs, and they just eat it. And then he turned 30 next year, and then they're like, well, we missed the playoffs already. Like, I think you are you a year older. You your cut your check going to get cut in half. Eat anyway. They You have up until, I think it's either week 8 or week 12, to be able to show up and still have the year count in your contract. Mm-hmm. So, if he's really ready to hold on to his leverage and prove a point, I think you come when you have to come, and that's that. Like, they, they cannot make the playoffs without Julio Jones, period. We both know that. We, well, we know that. We know that. We know that. It's not, it's not even up for discussion. But what I'm saying is, they willing to just 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 ride that Are car, they? dog. I think so. I mean, they came out and said definitively. They came out and definitively said that they're not, they're not going to break precedence. <laughs> And, and talk to him about a contract with three years left on his deal. And and, and I believe him. Because if I own the team, I wouldn't either. I mean, I would talk to him and be trying to like tell him, like, look, man, we need you. And woo, woo, woo. But what? we not opening the checkbook with three years left. I'm not doing it. Nah, dog. And he's in a kind of precarious situation, too, because his quarterback is so dependent on him and his numbers suffer because of who the quarterback that he's playing with is. Like, the man had, what, like, four touchdowns last year? Three, Something crazy? Four, yeah, it, because of the quarterback, he's, you see what I'm saying? He has a lot of talent that's kind of being wasted because he's playing with Matt Ryan, dog. So he see them pay him, and it's like, damn, he can't do none of this without me. Like, how would you feel? Nah, I get it, dog. I get it. But we talking about the NFL here. This ain't the Black Coalition. These no, he had not. six touchdowns. He had six touchdowns in 2016 and three in 2000. The dog, it's no way. He should have three no, touchdowns but I, but, in one game. But, but, some, but some of that was Kyle Shanahan leaving because the Bama was getting. He has a quarterback making 150 million dollars, dog. Three touchdowns, Harold. You could call right. plays, and Julio would get more than three touchdowns. You're right. You're right. You're That's right. inexcusable. So, mm. 
I don't know, man. We gonna watch this this scenario play out. You got a, you got his contract up? Yeah. So he set to make 12.4, 12.9 this year, and then 14.9 the year after that, and then 11 million the year after that. So, I mean, what do you want his number at, 16? At least 15. That's what Landry got, right? Yeah. And he's significantly <laughs> better than Landry, so I mean, nah, he where he's he coming from. Yeah, he's he probably is. Even, probably leaving $10 million on the table by not getting a new contract. Nah, that's facts. But I, I don't see it coming, dog. I, I put my money on it. They just gonna ride the wave. The thing is, um, if he if stunk it up, you don't think they would've cut him and saved that money regardless of how many years left on the contract? What do you mean, stunk it up? If he... Let's say he got hurt and won the same. You don't think... Or not just him, any player. They use this all as three years left on the contract. That don't mean anything to them when it's time to cut a player or move on from somebody. That's true. But they'll pay it out, though, if it's on the contract. They'll just pay it out to just cut them. Right, the bonus money, they don't have to pay the salary money. They just pay the bonus. So it's like, talk, stop it. It's just talking points that they use, dog. It's like being at the RNC. It's talking points they use to try to keep people from trying to do something different. That's all it is. Hey, the man. I don't care how many years on the contract. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I would, I don't know, dog, because because if you break president, you pay him the bread, and then a year later, he like, hey, look, with three years again, because you probably give him a four-year deal and pay him, like, give him a raise, and then you come back to this, and after next year, man, we're like, yeah, I need another raise. Like, what do you do? But it's not him. They worried about other people. Like, the president, I they feel are, like they, they are. this is one of the things they talk about, dog, at the league meetings. Like, look, we're not negotiating after three years, and that's why nobody asks for it, regardless of how they outperform it. Yeah. Nobody usually asks because it's just something the league doesn't do until they do. That's right. You already know. We know Julio is a beast, dog, and they need him. They do need him if they want to even be relevant. Send him to Green uh, Bay and watch the numbers he put up. They going? They not paying Alabama with three years on his contract neither. They ain't paying Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay. You don't think Green Bay will, will rip that contract up and sign Julio and they could get him out there? You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't been doing the education, bro. You ain't been doing the education. They, I think they could. I think they would to get him out there with Aaron. But I don't think they would if he was already on the team and then he was asked for more money because they feel like A-Rod can make anybody great. That's what, but, I right, mean, that would be- But that's A-Rod. If we talk about Matt Ryan, though, like they would still make this, playoffs with A-Rod. Oh, you disrespecting my man, Matt Ryan, though, though. Matt Ryan is Ryan, not bro. trash, though. He's not trash. I'm not saying he's trash, but the probably the top two or three receiver in the league had three touchdowns last year. It's, it's six before. Yeah, that's a big drop off. He threw um, about forty touchdowns that year too, and only six went to Julio. Yeah, he was tripping. Um, Ravens, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh says first round of Lamar Jackson will play one way or another. Is the writing on the wall for Flacco? Is this is this Mike Vick part two? Because you remember like when Mike Vick first came in the league, he was behind some quarterback. And, and I can't even remember the quarterback that he was behind in Atlanta for a couple games. 
And then that Bama got in one game and it was so electrifying. That was all she wrote. Is that about to be the scenario here with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? I can't think of a worse starter over the last four years than Joe Flacco. I think they should have been trying to get from under him. So um, I'm dumping Flacco if I got a chance to. Whether it's midway through the season, I probably don't start Lamar week one, but um, you got to get out of the Flacco business, though. He's trash. He had his run. He won a Super Bowl. Can't take anything away from him for that. But since that time, he hasn't been good. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, you got to get out of the Flacco business. You got to. win with him. Got to. And you and can't build a team that, with that contract that he got. Like, once he got paid, they weren't able to put the yeah. talent around him that he needs. He's not a guy that can carry a team. Nah, it hamstrung the team, for sure. Um, yeah, it hamstrung him something serious. Uh, other storylines around the league. Dog, Andrew Luck, has he thrown a pass yet? They said he's fully healthy, but I, I, don't, I don't know. He's still throwing a nerf joint or he throwing a real football? I don't. I haven't seen him throw a football yet. They saying that he's fully healthy. He's ready. He's going to be ready for training camp and all this all this stuff. But I haven't seen him throw a pass yet. So not until training camp start will I be able to definitively say that he's okay. I'm not rocking, Mo. I don't know. That's something we're going to find out. I mean, I hope he's better, though. I don't want to see the Batman just fizzle out the league because he can't get his health together. But it's been, what, two full seasons since he's been able to play? I think he played a few games the year before last. Like, four games maybe, but... Yeah, it's not looking good. Not looking good. Deshaun Watson coming back off a of, uh, season-ending knee surgery. Uh, yeah, he was looking like the MVP before he went out. Do you, do you think he comes back and, and, and jumps right back in the saddle? And they got the I Patriots, I think, game one. I mean, ACL is a tricky dog. I don't think you rush him back. I don't think you put too much on him. You just have to wait and see. We've seen what happens, though. I just don't think you can put the pressure on him of having to be where he left off starting week one. Yeah. This season might even be a wash as far as him returning to form from last year. Uh, you think so? A wash, though? You don't think he'll be able to... When I say a wash, I don't think he'll be able to be as dynamic as he was last year. I'm not oh, saying yeah. he's going to be what RG3 was when he came back, but I think... I just don't think he'll be that Deshaun Watson maybe for another year. Mm. Just to be able to get that confidence. Like, to go into a season having confidence in your knee, I don't think he has that confidence yet. He can't until he's on the field, takes some hits, is able to make some cuts and move around. It's just... I feel like too much to think of for a second-year player who hadn't even played 16 games. You know what I mean? It's just, I feel like, too much to think about. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was reported saying that he thought he he didn't understand why he was sitting behind Tom Brady and, and how they was at each other's neck and how he felt like he was better than Tom Brady the whole time. Is it... <laughs> Yo, this bad with Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Since he got that that Fetty Wap, he ain't been is out he here much. I don't know he what he is, though. though. I ain't never heard a white is boy he... talking like that in my life, though. Yo, he running around with these skeezers. <laughs> he out here <laughs> hanging out with these. No, he mixed, I'm sure. He wildin', though. Yeah, you talking like that, you got to throw for 4,500 yards and 30 plus. He undefeated in the league, ain't he? Ain't he 10-0? He was 3-0 with the Patriots. And then 
Seven zero with the Forty uh, Nineers last year. Dog, what's that record gonna be this year, though? Let's be real. I don't think he go undefeated this no, year. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, and talking like that, he gonna have a target on his back now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta just chill. Let's just be, just fall back, be unassuming. I kind of like it, dog. If he can sustain it, you know what I mean. I'm not saying he's gonna go undefeated, but if they over five hundred, then he seems to be. Like a, this, consent, this seems to be a continuation of what happened last year. Like over four thousand yards, north of twenty-five touchdowns, under fifteen interceptions. Oh, I'm with it. Uh, all right, what numbers Kirk Cousins have to have with the Minnesota Vikings? What's his numbers got to be? His numbers are relevant. They have to go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl or bus? You don't think the, the numbers matter? No, they don't. I think I think so. Okay, they go eleven and five. You giving them a pass? They have to go to the super. They went. How many games did they win last year? They won eleven or twelve. No, they didn't win eleven. They won more than that. I think when he pulled up. Nah, they won eleven or twelve, though. He lying. Tell me. He's lying. He lying. Oh my god. Thirteen and three, though. 13 and 3. Can't go to 11 and 5 after they. <laughs> <laughs> no, 11 and 5 is a good season. What you mean? No, it's not. For that team, they didn't bring him on to go 11 and 5, dog. We, this, ain't, this is not uh, ESPN 980 and these Bama. No, dog. They are not accepting that. Dog, Mike Zimmer going to be so mad, yo, when he find out Kirk Cousins' limitations. Because they, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball a whole lot more than people they anticipate. Can't, they can't, they can't, they can't. They got they to go, the They're ball. going to. Dog, Aaron, you know they're you going to. Go. You talking about if they throw the ball around, it's going to be 8-8, not 11-5. Dog, but you go to. Dog, when you get a shiny new toy, yo. Cook is coming back. They, pay, they paid a lot of But he's a, he's, he's. He's no. not getting Kirk Cousins' money, though. They paid Kirk Cousins like AR, like Aaron Rodgers, though. They are going to air the ball out. You're going to see more no. throwing than you ever seen in Minnesota Vikings no. history. Yeah. They've never even been a team that's been able to put in, implement a pass-happy offense, though. They're going to try. I'm telling you, they though. They had Randy Moss and all them Bamas. They was throwing the ball. Oh, right? yeah. That, but that's, that's that. throwback, though. That's Dante Culpepper, though. That's... That's throwback. Since them years you talk about Adrian Peterson was at the top, they was not a, a pass first team. These Bamas was run, 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 run. And they still that though. All if right. they want to be yeah. successful, they have to play defense and they have to run the ball. They not gonna do that, Aaron. I'm telling you. Kirk Cousins gonna be out there. Because no. Mike Zimmer don't know Kirk Cousins' limitations yet. That's why they're gonna think this Bama all world and they're gonna look at the team that they have and they're gonna be like, all right, I think gonna he knows. This, gonna do this. I don't even think this was a Zimmer move, though. Zimmer is not I think Zimmer would have been fine with Keenan. This sounds like a move from over top of your coach's head, though. And that's why when he see the limitations. It's just going to backfire because now you know how Bama's get giddy in the building. Oh, we can go over the top. We can we can spread the offense out. We can do this. We can do that. And then you get away from basics. You know, when Keenan was in there, you saw Mike Zimmer was trying to compensate for Keenum's like because he didn't know what Keenum could do. 
too. So he was like, let's make this game plan like this simple. And then as the weeks progressed and Kingdom kept winning, he was like, yeah, well, we can open up the offense a little bit for this dude. But Kirk Cousins coming in, already getting the guap, the Fetty guap, they're going to open the offense up off break, dog. And it's not until this diamond got three. Three. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But by week eight, it's too late, Aaron. It's too late. They got to run the ball. I think Zimmer is a good coach, though. And they got Dalvin Cook. You, you, you run the ball. Uh, and you don't even have no, to, like, pound no. it to the ground. You can run screens. There's things you can do. You got to focus on the short running. I mean, the short passing game and running the ball. If you try to air it out intermediate to deep, it's going to be ugly. You got to play off the run, play action, that kind of dog. You got to do it. We won't see, dog. I'm telling you. When 13 and 3. On four. NFC Championship game. Won the division. No, I'm saying that's what happened last year. I don't know, dog. I'm excited, young. It's about time I'm boosted. Football's back. Um, you know, fantasy football, the leagues is starting. I'm seeing them pop up. The little, you know, when you uh and, and restart the league, I'm starting to see them little notifications come out. I got a, I got a, a bank fund just for the fantasy, dog. It's ridiculous. Stash bread for fantasy. Dwayne Wade, three years, $25 million in China? You taking that? Nah, dog. When I first heard it, I thought it was $25 million, like per year or to go to China, but not for three years, though. Nah, 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 yeah, this is three years. That was but he on, nah, but he gonna, he gonna make the league minimum with the with the Heat next year. I mean, if he's gonna, gonna play, just I think it's veteran. gonna be in Miami or not play at all. For him to go to China, they gonna have to pay him something that he wouldn't. Yeah, that he 50 mil. The they gotta yeah, do 50 crazy. mil or something. Yeah, because, you know, his young and got bread. They not hurting for cash. Right. Ain't yeah. like he, yeah. Yeah, he good, though. 25 not going to pull still. Am it's I? not like they pulling him to, okay, you leaving Miami to go to L.A. They, this is China, though. <laughs> this is a culture shock. It's like a whole different <laughs> arrangement. Just not like you could just live your regular life while you were over there. You right. You right. Ain't nobody going to China, dog. He ain't going to China. Even though he would be a mega superstar over there, Jim. Mega. Yeah, what was, uh, what's the, uh, the little Rocky Bam that the Nets had that ended up going over there and like a basketball you guy? Uh, <laughs> you talking about Marbury. Marbury. Marbury, Stephon Marbury. Yeah. They yeah, got like cool. statues in the Bama over there and everything, man. <laughs> I got my Jordan over there, yeah. He MJ in China. <laughs> oh, dog, yeah. Nah, D-Way, he ain't going away. He ain't going away. You getting shots of him? Yeah, I'm about to get out of here. All this rain, dog. Yeah, this is a perfect night to get some shots up. But my oh, knees, like though. 2003 out here again, dog. Yeah, dog. Sure. Uh, shout out to Where's Buffy podcast. Shout out to uh, Sports Talk Tasha and the She Report. Shout out to my man Lance J and Lance J Radio Network and the fam all, all 1060 NBC Sports. Shout out to uh, my man Jeremy John at Sports Reality. Shout out to Oz and Boone. Um, yeah, shout out to Kicking It With G-Man. Shout out to uh, Ben and Those Best. And all my folks, family. Um, I think that is all we got on tap, though. Um, that is all, young. We out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak!
fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that feel? How does that feel? You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Uh, you can download our app. Uh, just type in Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980.